Hello, and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who want to be among the very best in this field. You want to accomplish great things. You want to challenge yourself. You want to grow, and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. You're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Hey, Clark Van Deventer here from majorgiftsfundraiser.com. Hope that you are having a great day. All right. I'm feeling good today. It's Friday. I've done some good work this week, moved some marbles, had some great donor interactions, dropped some visit request letters in the mail, had some great calls with clients. Hey, did you catch that phrase, moving the marbles? All right. Um, First, when I I say that, when I say moving the marbles, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, It's a a story of a life insurance salesman who was being honored by his company. He was like the greatest uh, life insurance salesman in the history of whatever life insurance company it was. Right. And they have this big banquet in his honor. There's, there's hundreds or I don't know, thousands of other life insurance salesmen in the room who are going to listen to this man's sage advice on how he became the greatest life insurance salesman in the history of this company. And he basically said, look, I, I got up every morning and I put five marbles in my right pocket. And when I talked to someone about buying a life insurance policy that day, I would move a marble to my other pocket, right? So he starts out with them in his right pocket and he moves them to his left pocket. And he said, I I didn't go home at night until I moved all five marbles, right? And it's a great story. Um, But for me, I I associate that term with the years I spent at the Reagan Ranch, uh, President Reagan's historic home where I spent about a decade of my life. Um, And we had a great culture there. There was a culture of philanthropy. We had a shared modest operandi about fundraising. And my boss could walk into my office and say, what's up? And I'd say, moving the marbles. And he'd give me a fist bump, right? We had a shared language, a shared culture, a shared modest operandi. So we have our programs at Major Gifts Fundraiser, the Noble Call of Fundraising and Peak Performance Fundraising. And you can go through these programs yourself and you can be great. You'll be the best fundraiser in your office. But when a whole organization goes through it, when a whole organization adopts the practices, the lingo, when the philosophy becomes the modus operandi, the MO of the organization, that's special. Those are great places to work. And those years at the Reagan Ranch were special for me in my career. We were all working from the same playbook. (laughs) It was a darn good playbook. Uh, We were moving the marbles. All right. Now, for that life insurance salesman, moving the marbles was talking to someone about buying a life insurance policy. But in our work, moving the marbles is lots of potential moves. It's handwritten notes. It's texts. It's calls. It's dinners. It's sending a little gift. It's orchestrating an interaction. It's getting your president to send a note to make a call. It's getting your board chair involved. It's having a student write a thank you. 
It's making calls. It's hitting the road. It's being in the living room, moving the marbles. All right, so I dropped some visit request letters in the mail this week. Do you know how many visit request letters I have sent in my life? <laughs> you know how many living rooms I've been in? Like I've been in 2,500 individual donor meetings in my career. It's crazy. When I get 2,500 meetings, I have sent a lot of letters. Um, and I think it's one of the things that separates me from a lot of other consultants out there. I'm, I'm still doing this stuff. There are some consultants I know, like it's been a lot of years since they've had a discovery meeting, a lot of years since they've met with a donor who they didn't know was a great prospect or even a well-cultivated prospect. And in some cases, I like I know some of these people, I think they get too far removed and it's too hypothetical. Uh, by the way, as someone who loves to travel and someone who values a wide variety of life experiences, one of my values. I value a wide variety of life experiences. Um, I feel so blessed to be in this line of work. So I've, I've traveled a bit internationally, more than some people, not as much as others. Um, domestically, I've been to 49 states, uh, but not just on well-beaten paths either. Like I've gotten into neighborhoods, driven on roads I would have never driven on if I'd been to that state on vacation. So my home is in Lake Tahoe. I uh, love it. Beautiful, glorious, one of the most amazing places in the world to live. But if you live in Lake Tahoe, you probably don't go on vacation at Lake Winnipowski in New Hampshire. All right, Lake Winnipowski um, is this lake in New Hampshire. It's the kind of place that you would spend a weekend if you lived in Boston. Uh, Mitt Romney has a home there. And a few years ago, I went to Lake Winnipowski because I had a donor to see there. Like, if I weren't in this line of work, I would have never been to Lake Winnipowski. So how blessed are we as fundraisers? Like, we get to work with people who want to change the world. They want to give away money. And they want to give their life energy, right? They're, they have taken their life energy and they've made money. And now they're giving that money, also known as their life energy. They're giving that to life-changing and world-changing work. And that's who we hang out with every day, or at least who we're trying to hang out with. We're trying to get those meetings, right? And for many of us, depending on the type of organization we work for, we get to travel all around these amazing and random places meeting with those people. It's so stinking cool. All right. So we just wrapped up a series on the podcast on planning your way to success, right? Five steps you can take to sort of automate or guarantee your success for the year ahead. And what I want to focus on today is mindset. All right, now, um, I do all sorts of stuff, right? Um, and one of the random things that I do, it may seem random to you because you know me as the fundraising guy. Maybe you wouldn't be surprised by this. I lead a weekly session uh, with a group of teens on mindset. And every week when we meet, I ask the kids if they know the strangest secret, right? I'm like, I start, I start our session. I'm like, hey, hey, who can tell me what the strangest secret is? And every week, one of the kids will volunteer the answer, right? The answer is, right, like, what is the strangest secret? The answer is, we become what we think about most of the time. 
We become what we think about most of the time. It's from Earl Nightingale, one of the great mentors of my life. Never met him, right? But spent hours and hours listening to him. And you can get his audio program, Lead the Field, on Amazon. Or just go to YouTube and listen to his uh, shorter program, The Strangest Secret. And The Strangest Secret is this, right? We become, you become, right? You become what you think about most of the time. It's a simpler, more concise statement of an idea presented by the founder of American psychology, William James, right? If you only care enough for a result, right? This is William James. If you only care enough for a result, you will almost certainly attain it. If you wish to be rich, you will be rich. If you wish to be learned, you will be learned. If you wish to be good, you'll be good. Only, there's the caveat, only. You must really wish these things and wish them exclusively and not wish at the same time a hundred other incompatible things just as strongly. Right? If you wish to be a great fundraiser, you'll be a great fundraiser, but you can't wish for other things just as strongly. All right, then there's the famous quote from Napoleon Hill. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. All right, now, I'm a bit of an outdoor adventurer. Like, I like doing big things. And I keep upping the ante. Past five, six years of my life has just continuously been me upping the ante on these big outdoor adventures. Uh, my son and I just watched this documentary on Netflix called 14 Peaks. It's about this guy from Nepal who sets out to climb all the world's mountains above 8,000 meters and do it in one climbing season. All right. So my son, he's 14. He gets a lot of this mindset stuff from me. And so I said to him, right, here's what I said. Now, remember the Napoleon Hill quote is, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. But what I said to my son was, whatever the mind can conceive, it can achieve. And I asked him, right? I'm like, do you believe that? And he's kind of like squirming because, right? He's like, yeah, right? And I was like, okay, I conceive that I'm going to do it. I'm going to summit the 14 peaks in one year. Do you? And I'm like, do you think I can do that? And now he's like actually like really squirming. He's like, um, because <laughs> guys, I've I've been upping the ante on my outdoor adventures, but I, <laughs> all right, climbing fourteen summits above eight thousand feet, or I'm sorry, eight thousand meters. Yeah, I'm not quite ready for that. Um, but I'm like, all right, I, can, I conceive that I am going to summit the fourteen peaks in one year. Do you think I can do it? And he's like, uh, uh, uh. I'm like, what, what, you, what? But right, there's a big difference, a big difference between what the mind can conceive, it can achieve, and whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So, all right. Can you conceive that you can be a great fundraiser? Can you conceive it? 
Okay, okay. Or, or as I said to the students in my mindset session, like I can conceive myself riding a unicorn. <laughs> I have a hard time believing it. Can you conceive yourself as a great fundraiser? Do you believe it? Do, do you believe it? Because if you can't believe it, it's hard to achieve it. And I'm, and I'm telling you, I am telling you, you can rock this. You can be great. You can be among the best in this field. All right, a line that I've used with clients over the years, a little card I've dropped in the mail from time to time, it says this. Uh, here, here's what, maybe you'll get one of these from me someday. When you lack faith in yourself, borrow my faith in you. Right? I, I, I believe you could do this. I believe you can rock it. But I want you to take your work seriously. Remember the other quote I've shared on this podcast before from Thomas Carlyle, right? A man with a half volition makes no progress no matter how smooth the road. A man with a full volition makes progress no matter how difficult the path. Be a man, be a woman with a full volition. Move the marbles. Remember, I have that saying, get in the way of success. That's what's so cool about this field. You don't even have to be good to be great. Right. If you get out there and interact with your donors, good things happen. But you want to be better, right? That's why you're listening to this podcast. That's why I like you. Right? I, I love being around people who aspire to be great, to take the talents and the abilities that they have and to do well with them, to get everything they can out of all they've got. All right. A major gifts fundraiser. We are committed to helping you raise more money than ever before. And how are you gonna do it? No tricks, no gimmicks. It's by developing deeper and more meaningful relationships with your donors. More, uh, more meaningful than you ever thought possible. Uh, there's no better way to raise money. There's no way out there that will get your donors giving at their maximum level and get you raising money at your maximum potential than by having deeper and more meaningful relationships with your donors. All right, that's what we're all about. Um, and our clients are committed to excellence. They respect craft. That's why I love them. That's why I love you. All right. So we're here to help you raise more money. We want you to rock this. And in this new year, I want you to stop worrying about how you're going to raise your budget and start dreaming about what you're going to do with the surpluses. Like, what would you do? What could you accomplish if money weren't an obstacle? Because I'm telling you, money is not the obstacle. There's so much money out there that it's constantly chasing bad ideas. The stakes are too high. Your work is too important for you to roll the dice again on how to manage your donor relationships. So save time and hassle and eliminate the risk of going it alone. So there's a few steps you can take to level up. Like, I want you to level up as a fundraiser. And I want you to have deeper and more meaningful and more profitable relationships with your donors. So, here, okay, I, I want to talk with you. You hear me all the time on this podcast. I want to talk with you. All right, so you're listening, and, and I'm like, 
okay, let's stop just having you listen. Let's talk. All right, here's what I want to offer you. I've got this, um, something we've done in the past, haven't done these in a while, uh, where we offer up a development assessment with you. All right. Um, So this happens to us all the time. It happens to me. I'm having trouble with something and I feel like I'm doing everything right, but it's not working. And then I have lunch with a friend and, and I tell my friend my problem. And my friend's like, Clark, can't you see it? Here's your problem. Here's what you need to do. And I'm like, wow, that was so obvious. How did I not see that? Right, But we can't see it. We need another set of eyes, a fresh perspective. We need a trusted advisor in our life. So th- this is my offer with the development assessment consultation with me. It's that I would be that set of eyes for you. Right. So this is you and me spending some time together. I'm going to spend one hour with you on the phone or on a video conference. I really like video conferences because it's so much easier to connect with someone I don't know when I'm looking at them face to face, even if it's right on the video screen. So you're going to tell me about your situation, your donors, where you're struggling, what questions you have, and we're going to talk about your specifics. And then I'm actually going to prepare a report for you. This is a development assessment report. I'll tell you what I think you're doing well and tell you what I think your next steps are. I'm going to be that friend who can say to you, hey, like, here's what you're missing. So this report, by the way, will be something that you could give your boss or your board, something you could use to convince them to come with you on this journey, to support you, to give you the tools and resources that you need, and for them to have the confidence that you've got this, that you are actively working to identify what needs to happen to move your organization forward, and that you are creating an actionable plan. All right. so. Uh, the development assessment, right? That you can get this. Get on the call with me. Get your development assessment. Let me be that set of eyes to tell you what you're missing. <laughs> hey, you're a smart person. I know it. Uh, but right, we all need an outside perspective. So um, shoot me an email, right? Clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's Clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. Would love to spend this time with you um, being that set of eyes and then creating that development assessment report for you that you can give to your boss, you can give to your board um, as you put together an actionable plan to move your organization forward. All right. Remember mindset. All right. That's what this was all about. We're moving the marbles, moving the marbles. How many marbles have you moved today? And and we are focused not just on conceiving that we are great fundraisers, but believing it. And um, you're thinking about it. You're obsessing over it. We become what we think about most of the time. If you want to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend a lot of time thinking about how you're going to be a great fundraiser. It is my honor. Gosh, it really is really my honor to be with you on this journey. Like my honor that so many people listen to this podcast. Like, how cool is that? I can't even believe it. Sometime again, it's been a while since I've told this story. It's a funny story how this podcast was launched. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. All right, Monica here again. If you like what you heard on this podcast, you'll love our online training programs. 
You can complete our online training programs at your own pace and you can watch or listen to them from any device. And unlike that last conference you attended, the challenge questions and action steps that come with each of our modules will give you concrete things you can do today to level up as a fundraiser. You'll raise more money than ever before by developing deeper donor relationships than you ever thought possible. So head over to majorguestfundraiser.com to buy now. Thanks for listening.